Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, we are in Advent season and we are in the book of Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 38. The title of this sermon is, Are You Highly Favored by God? Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. That's it. How can this be? You're not talking no more. Until the baby comes. Can you imagine? Like every time we doubted, none of us would be speaking. Yeah. We always had the question of why our pastor never talks that much. Maybe he, he he's like, I'm not going to. I don't want to end up like Zacharias, man. <laughs> but I love that. But he says, and and uh, until these, uh, until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. God, God has it under control. And the people wait for Zacharias and marvel that he lingered so long in the temple. So you have people praying outside, and they're thinking, hey, we're gonna have to yank the rope here. Did anybody hear him fall? Because they had bells. They, they would have made a noise if he hit the ground, right? They had little little bells around their, uh, their uh, apparel that they would wear when they go into the Holy of Holies. They would have heard it. But you have people praying to God as prayer is being answered by God, a God who's all-knowing. That's the beauty of this verse here. Like, we miss these little things. Like, it's like God has, like... These people are out here worshiping and praying. God sent an angel to speak to Zacharias. The prayer had been answered. And he's hearing all those other prayers that are going on out there. But they're, they're marveling because, hey, wait a minute. He's lingered in the temple. Something's going on. But when he came out, he couldn't speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he had beckoned to uh, them and remained speechless. He couldn't talk if he wanted to. So it was as soon as the days of this service were completed, he departed to his own house. And now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself for five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the when he looked on me to take, take away my reproach among the people. And so you have this, this beautiful baby that's born of John the Baptist. You have it conceived, a woman who is of, 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 of old age. And so, like, you know, you all sitting here, some of you, and you think, well, I could never have a baby. I always tell my wife, we never know. I know she's like, no. <laughs> but I'm like, you never know. It's like if the Lord wants to do it, the Lord will do it. Now, whether or not we'll be able to walk around and chase the baby, that's a whole other thing. 
but the Lord will do it. Now we get into Mary's story. We're just kind of walking through this. That's all I wanted to do tonight, just so we could kind of, because we, again, we're leaving Malachi. This is where Malachi would pick up. And then it says in, in verse 26, as we see Mary here. Now in the sixth month, and the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee of Nazareth. So Gabriel sent as well, again. And so six months announcing the birth of John the Baptist, after now we have Gabriel showing up. It says in the scripture we know that, that again, just so we understand that God created angels and, and no one becomes an angel when they get to heaven. So just Daniel chapter 8 verse 16 says, And I heard a voice between the banks of a, a Uli and who called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand this vision. Like God wanted him to understand it. So he sends Gabriel. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, Are they not all ministering spirits uh, sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? God will send angels. Like if somebody needs to be encouraged, like Lord, if, you, if there's not a believer around, send an angel. They need to be encouraged at this moment. And, and it's like we, we need to be praying. It's like at the end of the day, we forget. We know that, that Mary and them... Uh, you know, as we think about this, when we think about Jesus being uh, born in Bethlehem, but eventually being sent out of Nazareth, it's it's like one of the things that we get from this is that Mary and Joseph came from very humble beginnings himself. He wasn't born into the royal family of King Herod. He was he was born to Joseph and Mary, a carpenter, um, and and so and and we know that Philip he said it. Plain and simple, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That's where he grew up, right? Small town. Can anything good come out of divine? That's what we think when we think about small towns. It all has to come from the city. And God can do amazing works through these small towns. And revival, what happens in this area, can wake that city, that sleeping city. And then can wake up the sleeping state into a great spiritual awakening. But we just have to be obedient to it. It says in verse 27, Then to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now, something very important, again, just so you get this, is in the Greek, the, the word virgin that's used here is twice. It's used in the book of Luke. And so the reason he uses that is because he's like, the way that she is going to conceive is supernatural virgin he has to confirm that as like like as a doctor she's a virgin twice he got he's like twice and so this thing that's going to happen is supernatural it's going to be a birth from from the holy spirit and so he's trying just to 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 make sure that you grasp that as you read that to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was joseph of the house of david the virgin's name was mary mary was already uh, promise to Joseph and so they they would have been Joseph would have been preparing the house for Mary but they would not have known each other yet which is the word in the Hebrew is Yadah to know each other or to have relations and the Greek would be you know they haven't done that yet so uh, that's important to get as well but we also know that that Joseph is is from the tribe of David so he has to be of the lineage of David. It says in Genesis chapter 49 verse 10, it says, Shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from the between his feet, until Shiloh come, until 
him shall the gathering of the people be in Isaiah 11 verse 1 and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall come a branch shall grow out of his roots so that's out of David and then uh, Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5 behold the days of come uh, the Lord that I will raise up uh, unto David a righteous branch and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth and that will happen people think that that's what Jesus already came is done no he's coming back and he will reign on earth for a thousand years and he will be judged he will judge the earth so the next thing to happen is for the bride which we are his his bride just like Joseph is waiting on Mary right they're in the betrothal period you're in a betrothal period with Jesus right we're, we're going through the same thing and as Joseph was preparing a house for Mary during this time Jesus is preparing a house for you and some of your loved ones are already in that house now so it says mansion so we we immediately think of a worldly thing don't be surprised you end up with a condo okay a lot of you read that and you read man people oh it's a mansion when you get to heaven you're gonna get a mansion you don't know what exactly that is you know it, who knows it's the main thing is you're in heaven right john 14 verses 1 through 3 a verse we know very well let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so that doesn't mean that you're not getting a mansion you may get a room in the mansion that that you know just think about that if it were not so i would not have told you i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you to myself and that where i am there you may, may be also thank you miss elva i couldn't get it out it's my it's my alabama education y'all are so so graceful for me because i know sometimes i'm reading it and i'm like man you can't you can't read <laughs> but it's good um, so we see like we're in a betrothal period where jesus is going to return right and and it goes back to the lampstand thing when when we see in matthew 25 verses 1 through 13 it says in the kingdom of heaven shall be like a ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom now five of them were wise and five were foolish how many people are in here we got three eight nine me court ten okay five of you right that's think about that just i'm not i'm not saying that you that's you but i want you to think about that number half half because he's saying half of them are foolish but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps and i and the you know it's it, we have the holy spirit that resides in us you should be continually filled by the spirit you should be well oiled a weld oil machine by the Holy Spirit, right? But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins all arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. <laughs> I love the wise. But the wise answered, saying, No, unless <laughs> there should not be enough for us. And you, but go rather to those who sell and buy yourself. So go back. Go back to where, go back to the world. That's where you're going. Because you weren't prepared. 
And while they went out, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. And afterwards the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore for you uh, know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. And, and oil represents the Holy Spirit. Be continually filled with the what? Spirit in Ephesians. You don't know when the time, the hour is going to happen. You need to be zealous for God. The betrothal period, we're in it right now. But Jesus is going to come for his bride, the church. And that's when the rapture and the twinkling of an eye, you're gone. That's it. And this world is going to be, it's going to be tough. Because they, they complain about the church. They complain about the church people. But when the church is removed, yeah, it is going to be not a place you want to be. And so my prayer is that, you know, simply that we remember that. And there are people that, that need Jesus, that need to be, like, you have people in your life that I know that you are, are ministering to and, and trying. Just be loving, but be truthful to them. Remind them, hey, that, 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 that this thing can come to an end tonight. And, and we need to be mindful of that. And it says in verse 28, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. That's why I just entitled this, you know, Are You Highly Favored by the Lord? The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I love that because it's Mary's humility, but it's also Christ's humility. We talk about that in Philippians chapter 2, verses uh, 5 through 8, as we talk about Christ being a servant, being obedient, and, and uh, being humble. Uh, humility is something that, that we definitely all could use. But he's like, you're highly favored. He's like, God's grace is being poured out. Now, something that's very important, we don't worship Mary. Okay? Just, you know, we don't. She had other kids. It's in the Bible. Okay? So she had other children. Uh, Mary does not hear your prayers. That I've heard that one. I'm going to pray to Mary. Uh, you might as well just pray to the wall because you're not, you know. Or just go to the dog. The dog because the dog, nobody's hearing those. You know, I heard today the silliest thing today. Now, I, you know, it's it just goes to show you that, that churches are, you know, they do splits. And you would figure after the split that they would learn and correct the things that they've done wrong. And they're going to hold a thing in the park where they pray over animals. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why don't you pray for the people that bring the animals? Because the animal has no soul. That's the reality of it. Oh, he's got personality. No, he's a dog. Oh, she's the sweetest cat. No, she's not. When they bring the bird to your door, how sweet do you think that is, right? Right? But the thing is, it's like we have to be very careful where we go with our belief. And people just like that have the same problem when it comes to Mary. They worship Mary. They pray to Mary. It, none of that stuff. Please stop doing that. It is a false religion. It is a dead religion. We do not do that. And so I just want to make sure we get that. She had other kids, right? So, I mean, we just have to remember that, okay? I, I know some of us grew up Catholic, and they have Mary in her place, and, and I, I get that. I grew up going to Catholic church 
twice a year. So I considered myself a Catholic, like every other Catholic, right? Oh, I'm a Catholic. Well, I, I go to midnight mass, and they go once a year. But I'm a Catholic, and they, tr I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's the reality of it is, it's like, we have to be very careful not, God, Jesus never said, worship my mother. Not in the Bible. Pray to my mom. Not in the Bible. That's man's religion. So be careful of that stuff. Okay? So she is highly favored. She's highly favored. She's just like us. But she's an amazing, amazing woman. And I love in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. What a great verse, right? Highly favored because grace is just abounding towards you. Like we don't think that at times, right? We all were poured out grace this morning because you're all here breathing. We forget that by God's grace and his mercy. And, and God is wanting to use you. And he's like, look, I have enough. I've told you all this before. There's enough grace for the journey. God will guide you through the, the deepest valleys. God can heal you through whatever brokenness that you've gone through. Whatever brokenness that a marriage has gone through. God can grant peace in the middle of a war. When everything around you and your family is disintegrating. But you can find peace with the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ. It's like everything that's going on in this world right now. You can find peace in God. You're not going to find it in D.C. I don't know why you're looking for it there. You know, we just need to remember that as we, we, we want to be that grace abounds and that we have access. And the way you have access to God's blessing is through obedience and humility and serving others. Serving others this Christmas instead of serving yourself. We, we did a, um, a silly little uh, Elfster thing because, you, know, you know how families get big. So my, my son, my, my cheapest son, is like, Dad, uh, there's 17 people. We can't buy gifts for 17 people. We'll be broke. So I'm not getting anything this year now. But that's, that's the reality. It's like you're supposed to go on Elfster and, and put your, what you want. And, and then, so they put a $50 limit. And I'm like, there ain't nothing I want that's under $50. I was... <laughs> I was but I realized, like, at the end of the day, that's, that's dad, and it's not about dad. Now, I'm telling you that because I told you as a pastor I'd be straight up with y'all and let you know that my feet are made of clay. And I have a problem with Christmas because it was something I used to worship before Christ. I mean, I mean worship the retail side of it, not the, the God side of it, the Santa side of it, Okay. And God has been removing that, and God showed me that. That's, I didn't feel like putting anything in the thing. I ended up making two accounts. I don't know how I did that. So I said, get presents for both accounts. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying. I'm looking at the thing. And I was telling Teresa, I said, we, get, we have more than we need. We really do. We get all the time, if you think about it. Just think about you. You do, okay? You're blessed. You're highly favored by God. Help somebody else out there. Think about somebody else's Christmas. Somebody that doesn't have. We just sat in a meeting and the Divine Food Pantry let us know how dire 
food insecurity is in this community. There are people that won't have Christmas dinner. Seriously. I mean, we just, the church has all got together and made sure 25 families got fed for Thanksgiving because otherwise there wouldn't have been a Thanksgiving. But we have to think outside of ourselves, right? And try to look at helping somebody else, serving somebody else's Christmas, checking on them. Just how you doing? You, you need a place to hang out for Christmas? Yeah, just making sure everybody's okay. It's important. Like when we think about those things, we don't, we don't think of it in that capacity. We're just, you know, we can be self, very self-centered, very self-focused. And God showed me that, and I had to repent of it. That's the reality of it. Like, hey, what are you going to do with it when it hits you in the face? And he goes, hey, Mike, uh, hello. <laughs> You're surviving right now. There's a lot of people out here that aren't. Your lights are on. Your heater's working. You know, we're, not, we, we're, we're highly favored. We're blessed. There are people that don't have food tonight. Just remember that. And having come, I'll, I'll get finished here. I'm, we got to get moving. Having come in, the angel said to rejoice, highly favored one to the Lord. You are blessed are among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at, at, what, uh, at, at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. She, she was trying to come to grips with this. The word that she used there is almost like agitated, but not agitated as, as upset, but it was agitated as like, how can this be? How can I be highly favored by God? And I think that's where a lot of us are. We look at ourselves and we're like, how can we be highly, how can I? But you're his, you're his children. You are highly favored. Live like it. Tell people about the God who sees you as highly favored this season. So she ponders that. She's struggling with that. And this is not the only time Mary ponders, right? She'll ponder again. Let me get moving here. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And, and so we also know that that was Noah too who found grace in the eyes of the Lord in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be, the, be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. And that just goes back to Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be uh, with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And again, it's just remember what we learned this past weekend, uh, just God with us. Uh, verse 32, and he will, uh, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God gave him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of, of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. And so David's throne is, is, is listed here, but 1 Corinthians 15, 25 says, for he, uh, he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. Verse 34 says, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Because I've never had relations. And I'm glad that Luke gives this statement, right? I've never been with a man. Eyewitness evidence. You know, so this is what's going on. And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One is to be born will be called the Son of God. And, and, and it's important for us to remember, like, 
it tells us everything we need to know in verse 37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Will be impossible. In Psalm 89, 13, you have a mighty arm, strong as your hand and high as your right hand. And in Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? In Jeremiah 32, 17, all Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arms. There is nothing too hard for you. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. So she simply says, Hey, according to your word, this is from God. She doesn't, she's not like Zacharias. <laughs> How can this be? He's a priest. What is your response to the birth of Christ? To the conception of Christ? It's important for you to have an understanding of it. And, and are you going to be like Zacharias where you're just like, I don't know, could it happen? I don't. Again, the Bible's in there and it's without error. And you have eyewitness. And, and, and I love that. She's like, hey, whatever, whatever the word of the Lord, that's what's going to happen. That's what I trust. And that's what we should trust. But I guess the biggest question is, are you willing to do what God is asking you to do from his word? And that's where we'll close up tonight. Let's pray. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 